this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it because we are here with someone who needs no introduction i say legend the one and only miss candy burris well thank you hello (laughs) what is going on how are you today what is going on in the atl today i'm actually in new york um I'm up here. I was going to a couple of Broadway shows, hung out with my daughter, Riley, for a little while. You know, just enjoying New York. I am in New York, too. We could have done this in person, Candy. I mean, there you go. Nobody told me. Listen, I mean, how did we get here? Season 14. But really, how did we get here? You've been there since season two. I mean, did you ever think you would be here? Not when I first got there. Honestly, when I first started on the show, I really just thought it was something to do for a year. I wasn't expecting it to last long. I just thought it was, oh, okay, this will be cool. And I didn't, I didn't think any more of that, no. Well, here we are. Well, listen, let's start with the positive. Like, over your 13 seasons, like, what sticks out for you just as, like, some of the highs, like, some of the positives and just great memories? Okay, the most positive was meeting my husband. Um... That obviously changed my life for the better. I met my husband through the show. Uh, He actually worked for the show. So that was major. That wouldn't have ever happened probably had it not been for me being a part of Real Housewives. Um, So that's my top. And then having my kids 
born through the show. You saw me go through the process of IVF to get ace and blazed, you know? Um, basically, I went through IVF and the embryos that came of that have made my beautiful babies ace and blaze and you no know, it's amazing <laughs> um so that's a high that experience to see riley grow up through over all these years on the show that's a high for me um those are my highs obviously my family stuff is my highs does riley love i mean listen i'm a new yorker tried and true does riley love being in new york Oh, yes. She's definitely a New Yorker now. She does not have plans on moving back to Atlanta. She's like, I'll visit, but she does not care about moving back to Atlanta. She said she doesn't feel like there's anything for her in Atlanta. You see, this is what happened, Ken. This is what happens after you live in New York for a minute, just even a month or two. It sucks you in. I cannot. Well, listen, you know, so many other housewife franchises try, but like Atlanta really was like number one for so many years. Like it dominated the ratings. Like, what do you think it is about like RHOA that just slays the game season after season? Um, you know, I just feel like we just bring it different in Atlanta. Atlanta is something about us that, you know, we just got a little bit more flavor, a little more spice. We give you a little bit more sass, way more reads. Uh, the shade, we have all the, the best shade assassins are on RHOA and have been throughout our all of our seasons. We could have a whole museum of the best shade assassins <laughs> that have come from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, okay? So I just think it's, you know, it's the fun and the crazy. And, um, you know, of course, you know, Black Girls Rock, you know, it's a little different down there. <laughs> I definitely think if they do, you know, they always do like the top housewives and the top this, that we have to like really look at the top shade. I think Atlanta would be like nine out of the 10 oh, of top shades. Sure. You guys the queens are, of shade. You guys are queens just good at it. Well, season 14, how, how is this season different for you? Um, This season, it was just different in many ways, obviously, because, you know, I came into it with open heart and open mind. I was a little stressed and worried, just like everybody else, because, you know, we had lost two major peaches, you know, um, Portia and Cynthia. Um, so, of course, my heart of hearts, I was like, okay, how is this going to be? But I came into it open-minded. And what I love about it is that we sparked new friendships, and it was genuinely everybody was trying to build real relationships on and off camera it wasn't like we were just getting together just to film together like we were really linking up off camera and I think that's what brought the fun back to the show was there anyone in particular that you grew closer to that you just didn't really expect well I think things are continuing to grow for me like even since we stopped filming my relationship with Sonya has really really um connected and the reason why I say that is because like to be honest, over the years, I've been kind of tainted from, you know, building friendships on the show and falling out with people. Like, it made me to where, well, I always have been the type of person that I'll be like, side-eyeing people before I get to know them. I'm like, mm, I don't know what I think about you yet, which I ended up doing the same thing to Sonya, but she won me over. She won me over. <laughs> 
Well, listen, in your defense, people have come and gone, right? So it's almost like, you know, you're there 13 seasons, like kind of like, let's let's see if you're here in three seasons and then maybe we'll we'll get to know you. It's just not even that. It's like sometimes I feel like people, sometimes they aren't genuine. You know what I mean? Sometimes people befriend you just so that they can, you know, be a part of this franchise, you know what I mean? Or to, you know, click up with whoever they think is going to make things better for them or whatever. So I never really, you know, you always question people's intentions, really, you know? Um, but like I said, she won me over. So <laughs> what about, right? Do you think it's, to, to your point, like, do you think it's easy to like come into this group or cast for housewives now? I mean, you know, in the sense that look, you know, season two, you came on, you know, people know what's going on. And this isn't just with Atlanta. We're seeing it like on every franchise where you kind of sit back and you're like, please, honey, like you're trying way too hard. Like, you know, the game you've watched this show for so many years. Right. I mean, see, and then I, I feel like with that being said, that can be like an advantage or a dif- disadvantage, meaning a lot of them think they know everything about me because they've seen, you know, my life on TV and I don't really know anything about them. They come in and they're able to, you know, be whoever they want to be, whereas I'm I'm me, but they already know who I am. They already know what I'm like, what I don't like, you know, things about me that, you know, I normally wouldn't have let you know if you had not been watching me on TV, you know what I'm saying? So it's just a difference when they can like come in. I feel like it's almost like they get to come in at an advantage in a way because it's like they kind of feel like they already know what each person is like. But then sometimes that's a problem because if they base, you know, they judge you or figure they already know you because of what they've seen on TV, that could be a problem as well. So I don't know. Totally. I mean, I really never thought of it like that, but it is true. Like someone could come in having watched you and know things about you. And it could be like this unfair advantage, almost like, you know, so many of my secrets, so to speak. And like, I don't know anything about you. Right. How was this season? Like, it sounds like you formed some great friendships, but how was it like without like Cynthia and Portia? Like, did that take like a minute to get over or was it pretty quick? Like once you got into filming, like, okay. It was pretty quick, to be honest with you. But at first, I don't know. I guess leading up to us starting the film, I was just like, I'll never forget. When um, we had like, you know, a little meeting or whatever, sometimes they'll come and meet with the cast, like the production or whatever. And um, I remember they had a meeting with all of us and I was sitting there looking at them like, I was like, well, of course I already know, you know, Marlo, I already know Sheree, but in my mind, in my mind, I was like, this girl, I was like, Sonia, I was like, she is too nice. Like, how is this going to work? Because in my mind, you know how you think everybody on RHOA is evil. (laughs) Like, she's too nice for us. But it's so funny, like, not to say that she's not nice, because she really is. But I was like, you know, you got to be able to, like I said, bring the shade, you know, be able to, like, go back and forth with people. But little did I know, honey, she came with it. <laughs> she was able to like, you know, do you think, cause, cause I think, you know, especially like you're, you've been there 13 seasons. Like, can you tell like right away, you know, like, listen, you had people that had been there for one season or two seasons as a full-time cast member that no shade to them. Look, you could be great at a lot of things in life and this just isn't for everyone. Like, can yeah. you as like, you know, 
Candy Burris, OG since season two. Like, can you tell when someone's like comes in and you're like, this just isn't going to work? Yeah, for sure. I think sometimes it's like some people are able to, because you got to remember, um, especially in the beginning of the season, sometimes they may have different people come in with the, I'm, I'm just saying over the years, I'm not talking about this year in particular, but right. they may have people come and what they call test with us, like maybe just throw them in there with us to see how they, you know, able to jump right in and have conversation. And some people just can't, some people can't find their way into the conversation. Some people, you know, there's like they trying too hard or whatever. And then the next thing you know, we never end up seeing that person when it comes to final edits or whatever. They end up getting cut on right out the footage. But there are those people who are able to just like jump right in and it's like they've been there forever, you know, or even or either people who are able to have real conversations and not be intimidated. Like I'll give that to Drew. Like Drew, you know, let her first season, you know, she was going back and forth with Kenya. And I was like, okay, girl, because, you know, a lot of people can't go back and forth with Miss Kenya Moore, you know, but this season, actually Kenya and, um, and Drew started out on a better foot this year. So let me say that. That's um, good. Somebody else in Drew was going back and forth this year, though. Well, you don't have to see, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Season 14 is here. Like we see it a little bit. We see like, you know, coming this season. So listen, it's one explosive trailer. It's one explosive rest of the season. So I can only imagine, but you know, I think you're talking about, you know, the rumor word on the street is that now that Miss Marlo has a peach game is on. So we have Marlo finally has her peach. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Cause you were a very big proponent of Marlo getting a peach throughout the years, Candy. Listen, I rooted for Marlo. Now Marlo got her peach, honey, and she was like coming at me. I was like, girl, like, what is what is this? Like, I was not feeling it. I'm not even gonna lie during the season. Um, I already told people she and I had like a big back and forth. The one that they're showing in the trailer is not the one that I'm talking about. So yes, that the one that they showed in the trailer when she and I are going back and forth, that was a separate argument. But the bad one is not in that trailer. It's a whole, it's another bad back and forth. So even worse than we see in the trailer. Way worse, way worse. Like that that they showed in the trailer, it, we did have some exchange. I think that was around the time when I first realized that she had been saying some things behind my back that I didn't like, you know? So that's what you see in that trailer. We was having some back and forth, but no, later on, which I'm assuming that they're probably going to drop part of it in the super trailer later. You know how they do that mid season one. Yeah. They probably going to play part of that later, but that was when she and I really got into it a different time. So that's why I'm like, they didn't give y'all everything in this trailer that they gave you. So like the big explosion might be after a mid-season trailer. So later in the season. So is there anything you want to, you know, share with us here behind the Velvet Rope Candy about what this dispute with Miss Marlowe and her peach might be? Um, well, I don't want to give away too much, but what I will say, it wasn't expected. Like it wasn't why, like I went into the scene at that time thinking oh yeah I'm about to check Marlo today or I'm gonna have a drama with Marlo it was like it was like totally unexpected it wasn't like 
it was some, you know, sometimes you kind of know, oh, 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 like this person is probably going to argue with this person today because of whatever's yeah. brewing. But this particular time, there was nothing brewing between us. But um, she said some things that I felt she was being hypocritical about. And so I spoke on it. She didn't like what I had to say. And it just blew up. We started going back and forth. Wow. And it was and, and it was very disrespectful. Some of the stuff that she was saying, that's how I feel. Now, she said I was being disrespectful. So I guess I'll just leave it at that. We were very, very disrespectful to each other. Let's just say that. Wow. So, and you know, when all this is going on, you were such a proponent over the years, like, let's give Marlo her peach. Like, does any part of you, you know, during that, like, did you look back and say, like, did you regret it? Did you say, Candy, why? Mm-mm. I was mad as hell. I was like, really, like, I didn't want to ever talk to her again, for real. But at that moment that it happened, you know what I'm saying? But um, we ended up making up later. But yeah, I was not feeling her at first. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc style sandals, I embrace those feel good summer vibes all year long. And you can too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. 
That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. Think back to where you were when you first heard or learned about reality TV. Can you really think back? Probably not, because reality TV has been with us forever. And that's what brings us all together here behind the velvet rope. Well, now I want you to remember this moment. Because listen, being is reality TV for your ears. That's right. It's an innovative new audio format like no other podcast you've ever heard. This season, it's being trans. Meet Chloe, Jeffrey, Mariana, and Cy. Over the course of six episodes, you get to be a fly on the wall. And isn't that what we all love best? For their most intimate conversations and unscripted raw moments. I thought I was going to listen to these six episodes, like, you know, over the course of six weeks, because I'm really busy. Binged, 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 could not stop listening. Listen, they handle health and family and relationships. Of course, their love lives and drama. So with this podcast, you're going to gain a unique understanding and insight into their lives. And again, fly on the wall, eavesdropping. That's what we love best. From Lemonada Media's Being Studios, this is audio reality. Brilliant idea, guys. This is Being Trans. Being Trans is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Were you shocked? You know, like you think, you know, Marlo Ezra Peach, look, there's people she could come for. We, we could all g- give a list of who we think, but you probably would have been my last. Like, were you shocked that this was happening with her? Um, I definitely was shocked at some of the things that she said because it was like, it was like not cool at all. So I definitely was shocked that she went there with some of the stuff that she said. But at the same time, as you see in the trailer, like there were multiple things that she was saying and doing to me that I felt wasn't cool leading all the way up until that point. So I just was kind of like, okay, I don't know where all of that energy was coming from because, you know, I always, well, you know, obviously Marlo and I have had our, you know, ups and downs or whatever. Yes. Um, But I really thought we were in a pretty good place coming into this season or whatever I felt like you know anything drama we had was in the past that's what I thought (laughs) little did you know huh I said little did you know yeah I mean I feel like um you know we've we've we're at the point now we try to move past things that was said in that argument the only problem that I'm having at this moment is because I feel like you know how you know what you said when you argued, but I don't know what she said behind my back. So I don't know how I'm going to feel once I see it on TV. Right. Like yeah. right now you're kind of okay and you've recovered from this argument, but as this airs and we see confessionals, you're not sure. Basically. And we all know sometimes after we see confessionals, social media gets involved and. Exactly. A lot could happen, Candy. Exactly. So I don't really know. But I mean, I'm not the only person that Marlo had drama with, obviously. Um, 
I think Kenya already talked about like they their stuff went haywire too. But I'm used to their their arguments getting disrespectful. You know what I mean? Like I'm used to that. I'm not used to Marlo and I. Well, not since what season was that? Years ago when she and I. Yeah. Um, you know what? That argument was like bad or worse than the argument Marlo and I had. Um, whatever that reunion was years ago. Which oh was really? About yeah, about yeah, nah. So, I mean, by the end of the season, if you and I were to sit down again, like you say, things are good with Marlo now, you may not be saying the same thing in a few months. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to be saying. Like, I hope that I'll be able to get past it, but you know, I'm not really known for being the uh, the easiest to get over something. <laughs> and I have no problem with owning that, you know. <laughs> I don't, I'm a Taurus, honey. I'm stubborn, and I and once it's up and it's stuck with me. Once I feel away, it is what it is. <laughs> Tauruses do not get over things. Yeah, see, I'm like a Gemini. It's like I hate you at nine a.m. and at nine fifteen, I'm like, what? Uh, what was the problem? I'm like, <laughs> it's all fine, honey. Like we're best friends now. Well, this season we also have had Miss Kenya Moore come out and say, like, listen, I'm tired of being the bully. Give it on over to Marlo or whoever else. I'm going to have a fun, happy, light season. I mean, is it possible for Miss Kenya Moore to just leave the shade at the door and just kick her heels up she and have tried. some fun? She tried. She tried her best. <laughs> she tried. She came into the season being very um, friendly, very um, cool with everybody, you know what I mean? And, and being a new Kenya. She did. But, you know, things happen. And the old Kenya had to come out. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, leopards don't change their spots, as they say. So, but did, did she last at least a little bit with the new Kenya? She did. I think she, she lasts about a good month. <laughs> did you watch Ultimate Girls Trip with Ken, when Kenya and Cynthia were on it? I, I did not. I'm sorry, but I heard enough about it because I heard Kenya's side and I heard Cynthia's side, unfortunately. Um, but yeah. And did you just say, please leave me out of this? Yeah, I didn't want to be in the middle of that. You know, I love both of them. And I really hope that at some point that they can come back on the same page and, and rebuild a friendship, hopefully. Right now, it's, you know. Right now, we're just not there. You know, a lot of times, like, talk to me about Drew. You mentioned Drew, and, like, in her first season, she came, you know, she had no problem standing up to Kenya. You know, the second season is kind of like a make or break. It's, listen, a lot of people don't get to the second season, but sometimes that second season for a housewife is just, like, not going to work out, or, like, wow, you really brought your A game. Like, did anything? definitely came to slay this season. Listen. Okay, so everything that people said bad about Drew last year, she was like, oh, I'm going to show y'all bitches this year. <laughs> she came fashion. She was pulling her fashions together, hair and makeup on point every time she showed up. She was like, oh, no, they're not going to come from my, my look this year. She did that. And then she was letting people have it left and right. Now, with that being said, the other thing that I like about Drew, as far as her being a housewife, is that her and her husband are so transparent about their own personal life as well. So yeah, she has the, you know, 
the occasional back and forth with different people. Um, but, you know, she's also got a lot of things happening personally. So to me, that makes her the perfect housewife because, you know, she's showing you what's happening on both ends. That's a good point, right? A lot of people come on the show and they're ready to spar, but like when it comes to, you know, you, you hear all the time, I'm sure you hear it from the audience, like not you particular, but like we want our housewives to reveal and just listen, it's a reality show. This is what you sign up for. And Drew and Ralph in season, their first season did have, yeah. it was pretty transparent. That's why I really liked them when they first came in. Like, um, I just felt like it's not easy. And I know to be transparent about what's going on in your relationship, family issues, whatever. It's not easy to do that because then you got everybody in the world chiming in on things that you're really real life trying to fix, you know? And when you get the outside opinions of the world, you know, whether it be your relationship life, your family, like me, my mom, Todd, all that stuff, like people don't understand, like it's really tough because we, we're still dealing with that when the cameras are gone. So I really commend her and Ralph for being so open about so many things. So oof, they got so many things. Yeah. What about like, were you aware? I mean, I'm sure you were of the fact, because again, like what's to come this season looks phenomenal. Like, were you aware of the fans like eh, season 13, maybe not their favorite season of RHO ever? Mm-hmm. I've heard people say that. I mean, listen, I mean, I'm going to keep it 100. I mean, that may not have been my favorite season, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I feel like it's almost a little unfair because we were the ones who had to actually film during COVID and they, you know, it was like limiting where you could go. If you notice, we didn't even have any of our fabulous events and stuff that we normally do. It was a lot of stuff that we had to work through. And yes, other people, other shows had filmed but they filmed a little bit later than us. So some of the restrictions were lifted off of them. Some of them were able to take big trips and be around tons of people. Whereas our trip in a house, you know what I mean? With just us, it was a lot of things we didn't get to do. So I'm like, you know, I get it. It's not anybody's favorite season. Great. Well, I can tell you this, this season 14 is way better than season 13. I can, I can tell you that for facts. That's all. I mean, listen, even from this, what we've seen so far, it's like phenomenal. What about, listen, Sheree has come and gone throughout the year. She is back. How did you feel when you heard Sheree was coming back? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. 
Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. Oh, I was excited. I think every time Sheree is here, she's always bringing it, honey. She's going to bring you something, whether it be a, 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 some, a saying or something that you're going to always remember, whether she's there or not. Every season, she, she comes and she gives you what she needs to give. And this year, she did even more than she's ever done any season. I feel like she was way more open, way more transparent with her life. And she definitely brought it. Like, I mean, and what I'm saying, way more transparent, I mean, like, even with what was going on with her relationship with uh, Tyrone, that was a whole mess. But uh, she was super transparent about all that, that stuff. We finally get to meet Tyrone, which for years we've talked about him. So it was like cool to see all of that come together. And plus, who doesn't want to know what's going to finally happen with She Bosh right? Listen. We all want to know what's going to happen with she by Sheree. And there was all this like stuff with Tyrone where like, you know, there was this, he didn't want to film or he couldn't film because like of all like the legal implications. And so that alone, but we're going to, we're going to meet, we're going to meet Tyrone and get to know him this season. Mm-hmm. You're going to get all of that. You're going to get, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what all they're going to show in the edit. But all of that stuff happened during the time we were filming, you know, whether it was her communicating with him, then him coming back, talking about he didn't, like he was being used for TV. All of that stuff happened during that time. And I know we talked about those things. Now, whether or not they're going to show about, show what they're showing, I don't know. But I definitely know we talked about it and I definitely think they're going to show it. They need to, like, let's break the fourth wall. Like it's 14 seasons in, the viewers are where they are. And Right. He did feel that he was being used for TV. That's what was out there. So I hope we see all of that. Speaking of people, like, you know, you said, like, you could just tell, like, with, like, Miss Sonia Richards-Ross, like, you weren't sure. And then right away you said she is here to play and she could hold her own. Looking at people in your, just your tenure on RHOA that have lasted one or two seasons, Eva, Shamari, Miss Kim Fields, and Claudia Jordan, those four, who do you think is kind of like gone before their time between Eva, Shamari, Kim, and Claudia? Three of them right off the rip. I mean, those are all three, Eva, Shamari, and Claudia. Awesome. All three of them. Now, Kim, I love Kim Fields, Team Taurus all day. I love her, but she was giving me two too nice for Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like she was not really able to deal with all of that. <laughs> like it was not for her. Now with um, Shamari, I feel like she, she is hilarious for one. She's funny. I love her family. Um, obviously Ronnie DeVoe, her husband, cool as I don't know what, like we all cool. Our kids go to school together. Like she's talented. She got so many things going on with her. I feel like they didn't give her enough time. And she gets good with the shade too. They just didn't give her a real good shot at, you know, extending that for you to see. 
You know what I mean? Now, obviously, Claudia Jordan, her shade is, oh my God, <laughs> she annihilates people. You know what I mean? But the only problem with um, Claudia is that, you know, we never really got to see anything with her personal life. But I mean, if she ever came back and had a you know, relationship she wanted to share, I wouldn't be mad at that. You know, that would be something. I would definitely be open. I would be here for it. Now, Eva, I'm not really understanding why Eva had to not be here for another season. Like, to me, Eva has beautiful family that she can share all of that as well as she's good at shade. And she gave you a couple moments that, you know, you're like, okay, girl, you know, <laughs> it was a lot of funny moments. And she's different. Just her whole style, everything about her is just, you know, she brings it. I, I would agree with all of that. I think, you know, we love Kim. We love a little facts of life in 2D, but I just don't think this was for her. And I think the other three are right up there. I mean, Claudia can take you out with one sentence. Let me oh just say that, God. right? Like, yes, for sure. So, you know, do you think there is this, like, you know, Sheree is back and Marlo has a peach. Like, do you think there is this nostalgia, like, you know, like maybe like seasons four, five, six, like you're kind of in the middle of it. Do you think like Housewives in general has gone on for so long that people, there is this nostalgia feeling of like, let's look to some of the old, like maybe we have something good, but there's some gold under the the, the bed. Well, okay. So this is what I have to say to that. It's like, People always say that, like, they'd be like, oh, why don't we bring this person back and that person back? And it's just kind of like, why don't we give the new people a real chance? Because the show is going to continue. You know what I mean? It always has to evolve and be something different. Um, So that's what I have to say to that. Because, like, last year we had most of the peaches that, you know, you claim that you like and you didn't like the season. So why not give new people a shot to show you something different? That's what I'm saying. That's a good um, point. You know, it's like, you know, you like, you know, certain people are like, oh, I'm not watching because this person is there. But then you'll say you didn't like last season. So it's like, how does that make sense? Make it make sense. <laughs> That's a good point. Make it make sense, y'all. So I just say, you know, um, you know, regardless of who's here, you know, I just feel like the show brings something different. Not only that, I want to shout out our producer this year, because for those of you Potomac fans, all of the Potomac fans out there, because we all love Potomac, right? They doing their thing. Much love to them. But we have the same producer this year. So Eric, shout out to you. Him and his mess came on over to Royal Housewives of Atlanta, and he showed up and showed out. So I'm sure... <laughs> That's all like it. Well, that was why everyone's like, why is Potomac not filming? What's the problem? I'm like, it's the same producer people. They need to like wrap up Atlanta before we could start filming Potomac. That's do you have oh, a I didn't know. I didn't know it yeah. Was. There was a lot of like why isn't Potomac started? And I think it was really because Eric was involved with Atlanta and we kind of needed it. it was, you know. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Do you have a favorite in Potomac? Because I mean they are so great. I don't want to like say that I got a favorite because honestly I haven't watched it enough but I will say I love Giselle I always love Giselle and I love Candace because Candace is another queen of shade <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> like, oh yeah she's, she's quick with it 
Do you think one, I mean, maybe it is Candace, do you think one of the Potomac women, like if someone needed to transfer over to Atlanta since we brought up Potomac, like who do you think? Because listen, I think I agree with where we started. I think Atlanta brings the shade better than any franchise. Who from Potomac do you think could hang and hold their own? Handle it. Yeah. Um, I would say definitely Giselle and, and definitely Candace. Like definitely Candace for sure. Now... I don't know. It, it, it probably would go a little bit way different in Atlanta than it does in Potomac. But uh, yeah, I think that would be good. I think those would be two good choices. Well, listen, Kenny, you've been pulling double duty lately. I mean, as we are getting into this season of RHOA, I mean, Candy and the Gang is coming to an end. What a great show. Thank you. How was that experience different for you? And I mean, listen, we had like a wig funeral. We had a proposal, a manager dating, a bartender. People are making out in the break room. Like we had a suspension. Did you know there was all this drama amongst your staff? Well, I already knew they were drama and I knew they were going to be good TV. Now, some of the stuff they were doing, I did not know. Like I did not know that Brandon and Dom were in a relationship. I never knew that Brian and um, Torin had hooked up before. I never knew that. So some of the stuff that they're doing, I didn't know. You know what I mean? Obviously, I learned since we were filming. But our restaurant is like constant drama and crazy and comedy. I think what makes our show so good because it's fun. Like we have a lot of funny people on there. It was so, it was such a good show. It was great. So, well, listen, you know, we've seen like Don't Be Tardy went on for many seasons. Like, can we hope to see like Candy and the Gang for many seasons to come? Well, I would love for that to happen. That would be awesome. I would be so excited. Um, Right now, I don't know yet. You know, they're going to let us know, obviously. Um, But we have two more episodes. So, hey. Let's hope that it, it does work out for another season. I will be extremely excited. How did Mama Joyce, because listen, Mama Joyce and Todd, I mean, they're no stranger. I mean, they're, 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 they're on RHOA, but they had like an increased role in this. Like, did they enjoy like kind of oh, having sure. more camera time? And has I it- think everybody enjoyed um, doing Candy in the Game more because it wasn't really like to me, I feel like when they're on Real Housewives of Atlanta, it's really more about me and they're just kind of like my support. Whereas on Candy and the Gang, it's more about them and I'm their support, you know, like as far as like my aunts, my mama, my family, my cousins, like it's more about all of them. Like, so, you know, when people are hating on me and they're like, I ain't watching her or whatever. I'm like, what y'all really missing is you're missing an amazing cast if you hating on it because of me, because I'm not really the main person in the show. You're not. There are times Mama Joyce is on the screen more than you are. So Right, exactly. So it's like, I'm like, y'all don't know what y'all missing. Because this show is hilarious. It's literally like a lighthearted, funny show. It's great. There's drama, but it's funny. So yeah, I absolutely loved it. Speaking of Don't Be Tardy, how do you think, like we talk about bringing people back, like do you think Kim would fit in, like Kim Zolciak would fit in with like this current cast? With like Sheree and you and Kenya, Drew. Well, I mean, I, I would have said no, but because she's still friends with Sheree, I mean, I think they're still cool. So, yes, I think that if Sheree is there, I think that would still be her connection if she were to ever 
come back. You know what I mean? But I mean, if she, you know, it's all about that because other than that, she doesn't really have a relationship with anybody else. Maybe Sheree will work out. She'll be here for a few years. Kim will make an appearance. I definitely feel like Sheree got to be here for at least a while longer, honey. She should stay because Sheree brought it in season 14. I, I think from what I've seen, like, I don't think Sheree is going anywhere. I don't think, I think this is a good cast. Sheree is really, this year, I feel like, I think people are going to be like so into Sheree's story this year. Like, it's all about Sheree for me. Really? Is there anything she did? Like, did she shock you in the sense, like, you've worked with her again, she's come and gone. Like, was there a different charade that you saw? And did anything she do shock you? Yes. Yes. Like, I felt like she was just, she was just more open this year. Sometimes she's a little bit more private and play her cards to the best more. But she really was trying to, she really was trying to be more open to having closer relationships with the girls um she definitely was sharing everything that she was dealing with in her personal life and honey it was a lot (laughs) she just was like I don't know I just I think she just gave us a different charade this year but in a great way so if you had to give your MVP if you had to give your MVP peach to someone would it be charade it would definitely be for charade this season is definitely going to charade for I me, I don't, I'm not saying for everybody else, but for me, Sheree, just because like on personal front and then mess with the girls and and just her business, everything. She had stuff going on in every area. It was a lot. And might we see some Cairo? I mean, please, please tell a girl over <laughs> here in New York City, like, are we going to see Cairo at least a little? I mean, you know, just come on, hook a girl up over here, Candy. Yeah. Well, Let's I don't know what all is going on in her personal life, but right. I, I, I would say you at least see him. I know for a fact at least once. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk music. Escape. We have some May dates. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got to go back home to rehearse. But yeah. How yeah. good is it, like, you know, live, you know, just to be back and performing and just in general? I mean, that was all over for a minute. Uh, I mean, I love performing. I just feel like, you know, whenever we hit the stage, it's always uh, an amazing experience. It's like magic. Our fans go crazy for us and we love performing. I mean, even when we're not getting along, we love performing. It's like something about it. Like we can not get along and then get on stage together and it all comes together. That means you're a professional. You know, you read so many, like, so many good bands are just like, why did you break up? You see each other, like, three times a year. I mean, I understand. No, I don't understand. I would say I definitely know why people break up now. Right. Because <laughs> it is, it gets really personal at times. You know, it's like, I don't know, for me, with my group, it's like, you know, we, we came together when I was a kid. So it's like things that happened within my group, it hits different for me because I care more because, you know, they're kind of like what molded me into adulthood. So yeah, it's a difference. Well, what has brought you more drama? Being in this band Escape or RHOA? 
It's way more drama. Well, nah, I can't say that. We it's it's about equal drama. Like I would definitely say I've had tons of drama with my group, and I've had tons of drama on RHOA. With my group, I just care more, and so it hurts more. You know what I mean? Like I get, I'll be very passionate about the mess that happens in my group because it's my group. Now with the girls on the show, like you know, I've gotten drugged into some really messy situations. Um, so yeah, I, I can't really say either one is worse than the other. Like I've had some physical drama in my own group before. <laughs> like we didn't have some drama, okay? But on Housewives, it's like oof, some of them be evil. I agree. And you have the whole world watching, which, you know, with a state, it's it's off. It makes it crazy, crazy. What about, I'm sure you're asked this question every day, a hundred times a day. It doesn't have to be with escape, but like, you know, maybe we could have some more candy solo music, any desire to go back and record some new music candy. I'm not saying I don't love listening to all the old stuff and just sitting here and talking to you, but I'm sure you get asked a thousand times a day. Any interest in recording? I honestly do. I really do want to do more music. Um, I don't know why. I just, I get all weird about it. Like I have great songs that's sitting on my hard drive right now. I don't know why I don't just go, you know, put them out, do a situation. I should just do it and just say, forget it. There's something going out there. Who can say that, Candy? Like I have just a bunch of songs just sitting on a hard drive that if I took a weekend, I could put it out there. I was, should say that you should do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that you should do that. Well, I am a writer. I do have my own studio, so you know I got to have something somewhere. <laughs> well, to that point, I mean, you have written for like the greats, like Sync, Pink, like Destiny's Child. Like, do you have like just a dream person you would love to have like sing one of your songs or collab with? Yes, I would definitely love to work with Rihanna. Um, I've never had the opportunity to work with her and I love her music and I think she's an amazing artist. So after she has this beautiful baby of hers, I would love to work with her. (laughs) Um, And then also I would like to, um, I love Ari Ari Lennox. I actually reached out to her um, and told her I would love to work with her as well. I love her, her voice, it's amazing. It's a tough question after working with Beyonce, right? And writing for Beyonce. Yes, and I would love to work with Beyonce again. How about that? (laughs) Let's just put that, listen, let's just put that out into the world. Beyonce, Rihanna, those are, those are some good choices. Well, what about other reality TV you've done? Like The Masked Singer, like Celebrity Big Brother, like where, you know, listen, you've won a Grammy, you've won Grammys, like you've sold, you know, millions of records worldwide. Like where does The Masked Singer you know, is, do you still get joy in something like that when you go on it and you win the whole damn thing? That, oh my gosh, that was overjoyed. Overjoyed, okay. Um, That was an amazing feeling because realistically, when I went on there, like everybody wants to win, but I really at the time was just like, oh, please, let me just don't get kicked off early. Let me just, please let me make it, you know, halfway through or something. But to actually be able to win a show like that is like one of the most amazing feelings in the world. Like I was so excited and I'm still, I'm proud of that because I was the first woman to ever win it. And it just, I'm still proud of that. And then plus, you know, sometimes like, especially when I, you deal with people like, oh, she can't sing, she can't do this, she can't do that. And then you go and win the last thing. It's like, (laughs) 
And that's not an easy show to win. Like you had, I mean, there's serious competition on it. Some of the, you just like each week you're like, these voices are phenomenal. Some of them. What? Exactly. I remember when, uh, when I first was, you know, watching when the, when the um, show came on and I watched the episode. Now, mind you, we're still filming when the show comes on. Right. And I don't know who is who. I don't know who's on the show. I don't know who I'm competing against because that's there's that's how secretive they are. I saw who ended up being Shaka Khan. Come on. And I immediately knew who her what her voice, who her voice was. I knew it was her when I heard her voice. And I was like, <gasps> Shaka Khan. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to perform against Shaka Khan? This is crazy, you know? So yes, I was very afraid. Okay. Right. Like once you figure out it's Shaka Khan, you're like, why, like, why is anyone here? Like, let's just yeah, go like, home Why now. am I here? <laughs> well, you won. So congratulations. Thank you. What about like, you've written for so many people. What about, you know, we have like Kenya Moore gone with the win fabulous. We have Countess Luann with money can't buy you class. Melissa Gorga on display. We have lots of housewives that would like to, is there a particular housewife if you could write a song for that you would like to, you know, just going forward, you're shaking your head. No, mm-hmm. um, I'm not really trying to do any more housewife songs because, you know, I just don't, I don't, it's, it's kind of gimmicky sometimes. I'm, you know, realistically. And I just don't want, me as a songwriter, that's something that I take seriously, okay? That is a real part of my life that if I wasn't even on this show, I I always know I can go back and start writing songs for somebody and that's a real career for me. So I'm not going to even play a game with y'all. I did it one time. I let you know it could be done, but I'm not going to keep like, make it seem like, oh, that's all she does now is write housewife songs. No, no thanks. Never again. No. That's at least not that I can see in my brain because I mean, I just, you know, our, you know, it has to be somebody who's taken seriously as a real artist, not just somebody who's a housewife doing music. There's a difference. There is a hundred percent a difference. I was going to ask you about that in particular, because to me, I agree with you. I think it's gimmicky. I mean, you also did it once and, you know, on 99.9% of everyone's list, Don't Be Tardy is the number one written housewife song of all time. You just, it's not, you want to look at all the lists out there. That's what people say. Thank you, Candy <laughs> Burris. But what about, you know, we spoke earlier about Candace Dillard, like Deep Space and like Drive Back. Like Candace seems to be doing it. Like to me, it's not gimmicky. I'm just I love curious. Candace. I love Candace. I mean, Drew is working on new music and I think Drew has a beautiful voice. I love Drew. Um, my thing is, it's like, okay, once you guys establish yourself more in the industry and you are more of an artist than just a real housewife, then yeah, I would definitely love to work with them. I mean, honestly, I just um, recommended a new attorney for, um, for Candace. You know, because I mean, I know she's taking her career seriously in the music field or whatever. So the the more she goes in that direction, yes, I'll be more open to work with her, you know. But if you are mainly a housewife and then an artist, you know, I'm going to hold up a little bit. <laughs> That's fair enough. Like, at no, what? She's, she's going in the di- right direction, though. 
I just don't want to do anything that's not taken seriously. So if she has, you know, with her record deal and all of that stuff, and you know, they got a budget and all that stuff, that's real situation. Okay, we can talk about that. But just, you know, it's so many different housewives doing random songs. I, I, I agree with you with all of that. How was Celebrity Big Brother? And did you give Cynthia Bailey any advice before she went into the house? I did. <laughs> she ain't listen. No. <laughs> Cynthia is my girl. I love her to death. She made it to this. She made it further than I did. She got to number three. I got to number four. That was the fourth. I mean, fourth to the yeah. fourth place. Um, so she did a great job, but um, there were a couple things. I was like, come on now, Cindy. <laughs> did you watch the whole season as she was on it? No, I didn't watch every episode, but I, I watched enough. Yeah. She made a few mistakes. She just made a few mistakes. Oh, my God. When they kicked, um, what's her name? Shana? Shana? Yeah. Shana. Yeah, they kicked her out. I was so mad about that. I was like, really, y'all? Chris did all that work to get y'all to this point, and y'all gonna keep. I was so mad. You're like you and Carson kind of cool, but I was like, how did you let him talk you into this? <laughs> what? Was it hard watching like Todrick and like the whole world, and then like you know, listen, people came for him and came to cancel him, and all that drama that happened. I don't like that. I don't like that. I mean, I think people don't understand. Like at the end of the day. It was a game, y'all. He's trying to win. He's trying to win. He was the most serious about the game. Like, literally, um, he also called me before he went to the house. I didn't tell either one of them that they were going to be in the house. These are two separate people calling me like, I'm about to go in the house. What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And I couldn't tell him anything. I couldn't tell her he was going in there. But my thing was, I already knew he was so serious about this game. He had been watching for years. So he knew how the game worked. Like, to me, I felt like the other people that went into the house were all trying to be genuine to each other. We're trying to be friendly, trying to, you know, not ruffle each other's feathers. Like my season, I felt like people actually hated each other now. <laughs> like, yes. They off camera, I don't know what they showed on camera because I never went back and even watched my season, to be honest with you. But I feel like they were a lot nicer to each other in, in their season than the people in my season were. So I just felt like Todrick was more like the people who were in the house when I was in the house, who really were out to get each other, who were plotting, who were doing all that stuff. But to me, it's part of the game. So I didn't understand what everybody was so mad about. I know people were saying stuff like it was things that he said on the, um, whatever, the, the internet version of the show, but yeah. I didn't see it judging anybody by what they said on a show like gone somewhere with that when you know someone in real life yeah before we move on i just want to say because you know what candy this isn't your first interview this isn't my first interview we all know what happens when something isn't asked so i just want to say before the whole internet explodes until you and i both get or whatever everyone listening 
Candy has recently said that she has no opinion. I don't think anything of it. This is regarding the Nini lawsuit, just because everyone's going to say, why didn't you ask Candy this? Candy was just asked this, everyone, like two days ago. She doesn't have anything to say about it. Never. Absolutely not. I have no opinion. No opinion. No, never. So for everyone that wants Dang, to know. they wanted me like that. <laughs> okay, well, they, they really said no opinion. I don't think anything of it. Don't have anything to say about it. Nope, never. Absolutely no. I have no opinion. That is what they said. And that's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. I don't have no okay. opinion. I don't have anything to say. I don't want to even talk about that. It has nothing to do with me. And uh, yeah, I'm not in that one. My name Bennett and I'm not in it. Leave me be. Well, if it's any consolation, someone just asked Marlo that somewhere else, and she said pretty much the exact same thing. So there you go. I want to ask you, though, and this doesn't necessarily have to do with Nini, but when, like, someone, so, like, Nini's not on the show, and there's lots of other housewives from other franchises that are not on the show. Do you think there is a mistake that certain housewives make where, you know, like, they're their own worst enemy? Do you know what I mean? Like, where like you're not on the show or you become too big and too demanding. This it's really, it's a substitute Nini for anyone from another franchise. We could go down every franchise. Like, do you think over the years, like that there are housewives that forget this is an ensemble show? Um, well, none of us are bigger than the show, right? It is an ensemble show. So, um, you know, looking at it from the way you're saying it, um, I think at some point, everybody's time comes. Simple as that. I mean, it doesn't matter which show you look at, all of them, all of the top people, I think, have come and gone at some point. You know, some come, go, come back, go again. You know, so um, it's just part of it, I think. It's just part of it. I don't think it has to be anything about anybody personally. I just think they just decide when they decide that it's time for you to make a change or even some people make that decision for themselves, you know? So, yeah. I would agree. Well, every season it happened this season. Why do you think we hear the rumors going into season 14? You know, Candy's not coming back. Candy's gone. Like you, you it happens every season, every season this year it was no candy, no Cynthia. Bye-bye. It happens every year. So where does this come from? Oh, why people want me to leave so bad, you know? <laughs> I don't. I don't want you to leave. Yeah. Well, I won't say everybody. I say it's like a, a certain group of people who really be on the internet trolling and they yeah. just be at my throat. Okay. I don't know what it is. And I'm just saying this is for me. It's like when my time comes, my time will come just like everybody else. You know, I'm not really stressing about it. I would like for y'all not to stress about it either. I've had a great run. I feel like I have a great relationship where I've been doing other things. So whenever my time comes, my time will come. Right now it's not my time. You don't have to see me all of season 14. It is what it is. And to your <laughs> point, you have a career having written many 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 top songs so everyone candy's gonna be fine before we wrap up two things why 
what do you think it is? You know, that's great that when it's your time, great. Like, but why do you think it is like you are still here? Like, what, what is it? Like, what is your, how you're great at this job, Candy? I mean, I don't care what people say on the internet. You don't last 13 freaking seasons just by luck. So what is it? Why are you good at this? I think um, I'm very transparent. I'm extremely transparent. I do not try to change who I am for the sake of my image. I don't try to fake anything. I think people genuinely are able to relate to my story because I am like, no, I'm not the most over the top person on the show. I'm not. But because of that, I think that has made me more relatable for a lot of people. I'm normally the person who's saying what most of y'all be thinking. You get what I'm saying? So you have to have a normal person within the group that kind of speaks freely and says what a lot of people are thinking anyway. You know what I mean? You, it, 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 it allows for people to have somebody that they can connect to and relate to. Now, with that being said, on top of that, yes, I would say I'm not necessarily over the top, but I am surrounded by over the top people in my life. So in my family, my mom, my aunts, the people that you see within my personal story is it makes it interesting. So regardless of, I see people be like, oh, she boring. Yeah, but my life ain't boring because I am, whether it's be me and my group escape, me and my mom and my aunts, my cousins and whatever, or me and just the people that work at my restaurants. It's like, there's always something happening around me that is interesting for the people. And I don't hide anything. I'm totally transparent. <laughs> so it makes it easy for you to feel like you, like it was something that I thought was interesting um, that Andy brought up to me recently. And he was like, he's like, I don't think you have ever asked for anything to be taken out of the show. And I'm like, as far as Housewives is concerned, I think he's right. I, even though things may not necessarily show me in a great light sometimes, you know, I kind of just like, just roll with it and let the cards fall as they may, even though I may be upset about it, even though sometimes I don't like it, I don't like, you know what I mean? But I don't yeah. try to fix things before they come out or, you know, any of that. I just kind of roll with it. And that's what Andy said to you recently yeah that's a big thing because I mean you know we all know we've heard stories about lots of people that do ask for things to be taken out and that and I'm not saying they're not justified in it I'm just saying me personally um I do care about the show and I do know the show has to be able to show things that may not necessarily always show you in the best light because it's the real thing that's happening and people relate to the real and people want to see, even if it's a train wreck, they want to see the train wreck happen and they want to see the train wreck get fixed and the train wreck, the train get back on the line. You know what I mean? They want to see the whole process of things. They don't want to see just everything be always great. You know what I mean? They want to see the highs and the lows. And I think um, people have been able to see that, through me over the years. And it's really authentic. 
Before we wrap up, I just have to say I have been to the dungeon. I went to see the dungeon tour live. For all those who haven't, they got to see the magnificent Michael Bolwer, Mr. Bolo, <laughs> last season. I just have to ask you before we go, where sure. did you discover, where did you find this fine specimen? Yeah. I met Bolo a long time ago. I think I was doing something for Candy Coated Nights when we were doing our show online. And um, somebody introduced him to come. And that was when we was doing like a taping Candy Coated Nights in my store tags. This is how long ago. You know, wow. A long time ago. And um, he came and he did like a little performance or whatever. So we would always, you know, reach out to him if we needed somebody to perform. Um, when we decided to do the dungeon tour, um, I made him a, a major part of the show. And believe me, he had everybody going crazy. <laughs> and then obviously, when I recreated the dungeon show on for Cynthia's party that time, I brought Bolo. And there you have it. Now the world knows him. And I'm so excited for him because now he is. Also, now he's an actor and he's doing his thing, you know, on All the Queen's Men, the yes. show that Eve, Eva, excuse me, why I call her Eve, excuse me, he's um, one of the male stars on All the Queen's Men that Eva is the lead on. So it's awesome. He is. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh my God. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to talk about? Season 14, RHOA, this is going to be so good. It's so good so far. Anything else you want to cover? I like to give people a chance at the end to, you can talk about anything. I know you said recently you want your EGOT. You've already got your Grammy. Listen, you're on your way for a possible Tony. Yes. Broadway producer, Candy Burris. Thank you. Go ahead and speak that into my life. Okay. I'm just, <laughs> I think the only thing, the main thing I want to say about um, season 14, I want everybody to at least watch the first two episodes, I would say. And if you're not hooked, okay. Okay, but I don't want anybody else to say, I'm not watching just because this person is there or that person isn't there. I just want you to watch. Just give it, just give it a fair shot. Go into it open mind, not even, you know, just see if you like it. And if you do, I don't hear it because I think a lot of people feel like they're being traitors to their faves if they watch the show, if their fave is not there. You have to remember, it's a show, y'all. And overall, like I said, it's a franchise and we all come and go, whatever, whatever. So you can still support the show, even if somebody that is your fave is not on it this particular year. You never know that person may come back later. So, And like, not for nothing, like two things to that point. Like, I agree. I think the sum of the whole is great. You know, I think the sum of the whole is greater than its parts. Like, we lost Lisa Vanderpump on Beverly Hills. The world shattered. Guess what? Right. Beverly Hills is phenomenal. We lost Bethany Frankel on New York. Okay, not great. New York went on to great things. I mean, it had a bad season. We've lost some greats on Atlanta, and it's still been great over the years, so without yeah. certain people. So I feel that this season is going to be a blockbuster. I really do. I mean, I've heard things and seen things, and... I think it's going to be a killer season. So I agree with you, like the first two episodes, right? Right. You got to give it a fair shot. And if you don't like it after that, okay. But come on, come uh, on, watch. <laughs> come on, people. I, I agree. Everyone needs to watch. Well, listen, Candy, like icon, musical genius, 
everything. Like, I really appreciate this. It's going to be a great season. Like, I appreciate you taking your time, especially an hour. Like, sorry to have kept you, but like, I really appreciate this chat. Wow, you got me late for my dinner. I'm sorry. Listen, you're in New York. Hopefully you're going somewhere fun. Have a drink and have an awesome night. And like, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Take care, Candy. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.